Welcome aboard Radio Flyer with nonstop service around the world. Heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and now YouTube. Your safety and comfort is important to us, so please direct your attention to your pilot and host, Freddie Rivera. Well, this is going to be a very special Radio Flyer. Hi, it's Freddie Rivera, and on Radio Flyer this week is rising country star, singer, songwriter out of South Carolina, Faith Schuler. Now, it's funny how this all came about. The first time we actually got to record uh, the interview, she's on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, and we use Zoom as the platform to record the interview. I have an iPhone, and I made the amateur mistake of not recording the interview into the mixer, thinking that the screenshot was going to record the audio, and it did not. So I had to call back the label rep again and tell him, oh my gosh, I just went through the entire interview and the video looks great, but there's absolutely no audio. How embarrassing was that? Weeks later, I call the label rep, Jeff Golkel on the phone and tell him, Jeff, look, I made, and this is the first time it's ever been, it's ever happened, which is true. And the audio was not there on playback. And Jeff was incredible about it. He's like, dude, don't even worry about it. Don't even explain anything more. Let's get this thing rescheduled. When do you want to do it? And that's how it happened. An interview with Faith Schuler, round number two. This time it worked. And Faith going to be more epic about it. I'm going to get into the interview right now. And I want to introduce you to Faith Schuler because she's full of talent, full of personality, and such a sweet person. Obviously, the interview happened during COVID. Being a little new to Zoom, I learned pretty quickly how uh, Zoom works and doesn't work. So a shout-out to Jeff Golkel. Shout-out to Faith Schuler. Let's kick this thing off. Faith Schuler, live on Radio Flyer. I was getting ready uh, for the interview because we're recording it on video as well right now, and I'm listening to March On Girl. I didn't know you were working on a video. The video is out now? Yeah. it's um, um, So that's been something that I've been working on the past few weeks, and, I mean, we really pulled it together, and my... Um, videographer Alexis Shravani. He is fantastic. And I mean, he just created such an awesome music video that really captures the whole meaning of March On Girls. So that is a great way to start off this year with something positive, something encouraging. So I have a lot of stuff planned this year and I'm just really, really excited for, you know, what's in store. I know we were talking about March On Girl the last time we were talking, uh, but I had no idea you guys were actually shooting a video. So how long ago was this video shot so it's all happened so fast and I mean it's crazy how this how my life works <laughs> I feel like everything kind of happens when it's supposed to and I mean I'm not gonna lie I was a little stressed out about this music video we started shooting it um, two weekends ago okay and so um, we shot downtown Charleston which is beautiful like I love downtown Charleston so much and so I didn't really have a plan I knew kind of how I wanted the video to go about but all I knew is I wanted a mirror I wanted double doors and I wanted my fans to be a part of it and so I'm like how am I gonna pull this off in a matter of a few weeks yeah and get all these videos from all these people and you know consent form signed and I mean I'm like how am I gonna get all of this done 
I really, really wanted to include just everyday amazing people in this video. We got all these videos and then we started recording downtown. Um, I did it on top of um, an empty parking garage and it was right um, in front of the Ravenel Bridge, which is a beautiful bridge in Charleston. So we did that and then we were looking all over for double doors. <laughs> we drove like the whole day and it was on a Sunday and I'm like, well, I'm not about to interrupt a church service to, to ask if we can use their double yeah. door. And this amazing mansion called the Woodlands Mansion oh, in wow. Summer let me use their foyer area and their um, porch as well as their doors. And so, okay. I mean, it was so sweet of them to allow me to kind of invade their space for a few hours. And me and my small little crew went in and finished the whole music video. And honestly, it's everything I ever dreamed of and more. It's um, exactly how I pictured it in my head. So I'm so excited to share it. Well, the video is out now. You can see on YouTube, just type in March on Girl. You, how do you break into the music industry? Right. Okay. So I grew up um, having this huge passion for music. I always knew that I love music. Even when I was a little girl, my mom would always sing to me. And um, even before I could talk, I was humming myself to sleep. I would remember the melodies of the lyrics that she was singing in my head. And I would like hum these songs <laughs> to myself. Um, so I always say I started singing before I could talk. Um, but I always knew I loved music and I started dancing at a young age. I feel like I was just always surrounded by music. I began at around the age of 11 years old. I started playing in coffee shops by myself. Um, and I would sit there and play piano or on my little ukulele, um, which I self-taught myself the guitar and the ukulele. So that was that was pretty you cool. Were young. And I I was I was very young. I started um, really getting serious about it at the age of thirteen. Wow. I mean, I was still baby. <laughs> was it YouTube or was it just you know playing by ear? How did you self teach yourself? In when I was nine years old, I started playing the piano, and um, I went to a coach and everything for that and so i learned theory behind music and oh, okay. i mean i tell myself when you learn the piano you can pretty much learn any other instrument because it's just so in-depth and you just learn a lot about music and key signatures so i figured i couldn't haul a piano around everywhere i went with me it was becoming you quite throw the it in a backpack part. Yeah, I know. So I was like, all right, well, let's start small. And so I picked up the ukulele and I was watching YouTube videos. And so I would just sit there in my bedroom and um, pluck away at the ukulele. And once I got that down, I was like, all right, I'm ready to move on to the big boy now. And so I, I got my first guitar. I remember it was a nylon string Yamaha hand-me-down guitar. That's awesome. And Oh yeah, and so I started practicing and I would watch tons and tons of YouTube videos and I would also like pick songs that I was into and I would look up the chord charts or something for them and so that's how I started teaching myself and I, I just keep playing and it's just progressed from there. They were seeing this young kid at a coffee <laughs> shop and, and, and what would they say? Like how would they react? What was it like? Well, it was interesting to say the least. I... So growing up, I had a very <laughs> deep voice for quite a young girl, like not my talking voice, which was even more strange because <laughs> I would have this high pitched talking voice. Okay. And then I 
come out, start singing like Adele in like this low tone. And they're like, where the heck did that come from? Um, so I did get some very interesting reactions. I loved singing in my chest voice when I was younger. Yeah. Didn't quite know the balance between chest voice and head voice yet. Um, so I would always sing like Adele and like Sam Smith wow. and all these low, low songs. Um, and then I started taking vocal coaching and that's when I started expanding my range and starting to sing more soprano. But yeah, in these coffee shops, it was very interesting because I am weird and this might be for some other artists too, but when I perform in front of an audience, I can perform in front of a large crowd of people easier than I can in front of a small crowd. I get that. I think it's because when I'm like looking out into like a very large group of people, all of their faces kind of, it's like a sea of people and I can't really, it's not as intimate, but then when I'm in a coffee shop and everyone is just staring at me and I can see everyone's reaction or um, even read their lips sometimes, it's a little more intimidating when you're, when you're up there singing and you can see everyone's facial expressions. I get it. It's weird. I know. I am the same way. I would like actually be shaking sometimes and I'd be trying to hide it because I'd be so nervous. And oh um, actually with time I got better. Obviously I was yeah. very young, um, but I think they liked me. They probably were like, what in the world is this little girl doing with this yeah. huge voice? Um, but yeah, I definitely am just so blessed to have grown up in the town that I've grown up in and um, have the opportunity to perform in these little coffee shops because it's definitely made me who I am today. From the coffee shops to the studio, what was your experience like walking into a, you know, your first professional studio? Who were you with and how did, how did that happen? Um, so that's a great question. I remember it very vividly. I was um, pretty young, probably uh maybe 14 years old and my mom had told me she said faith if you write if you keep writing these songs i will take you to a recording studio and to me that was like magical that was the most amazing thing she could have ever told me that was like my as big as it could get for me and yeah. in, in that and I was like, no way. And so I just started writing all these songs. And I wrote um, a song called Who Holds Your Heart. And we went into studio. And it was with my producer here in Charleston, Elliot LC, who actually just won a Grammy. So props to him. That's he's phenomenal. Awesome. And he kind of brought me in the studio and um, showed me how the microphone works and gave me a little tour of the whole thing. And I remember recording my first song there, um, Who Holds Your Heart? And it was very, we had like a violinist come in and I, it was um, just such a cool experience to have all of these people, you know, working on my song. I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Okay, so now something's brewing. So you had your first experience in a professional studio. How do you go from South Carolina to Nashville? How did that happen? Long story short, my producer here, Elliot, he we had this song we were working on and I was like, you know, I really want to amp up this instrumental. What can we do? And he said, well, I know a guy in Nashville okay. who has musicians. Yeah. 
that I'm sure he would love to, you know, work on your track and they could put some instrumentals to your track and I'll mix the vocals and we'll do it all from here. And so I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I was so excited that my song was even going to be heard in Nashville. Yes. And and um, my my producer in Nashville as well, he ended up telling Elliot, um, my producer in Charleston, hey, I really love this girl's voice. You need to tell her to come to Nashville. And so that's kind of how it all started. And I got in touch with my producer in Nashville. And now I'll travel there sometimes and work with him and his awesome crew. And we've even done a good bit of writing together. That's awesome. um, so I, it's crazy how it all happens so what, so what you're saying is elliot is uh well connected elliot is the yes. person the we got to give a shout out to elliot though by the way so elliot uh uh, uh huge shout out to you because obviously you, you're a big part of the story a faith story yes, he's a huge part of my story and it, uh, we still stay in touch all the time i still go to see him um for studio and now i send other people to him i'm like oh you need you need some recording done here's like, i know what point did you uh realize that like oh shoot my career in music is going somewhere like this is legit this is actually happening when did you feel that way i, I think the time i felt most that way was right after i released my ep one love song at a time this was the first ever ep that i have ever done and i wrote four it has four songs on it they're all love songs hence why it's called one love song at a time um and i went to nashville to record it and this is the first group of songs i ever got to work with greg beak my producer in nashville mm -hmm. and we did a bunch of writing and man, I just learned so much from this little group of people, which was Greg Beat, Chris Bergsness, and Jordan Lawhead. And so we were all in Nashville. We co-wrote these songs together and we came up with some really, really cool music. Um, and then one day I was performing that song on a local radio or a local news station here. And my manager actually was watching the TV and he found me. And so then he contacted me and was like, well, I'd love to like help you out. And so eventually he became my manager and my song, One Love Song at a Time started getting radio play. And that to me was like the biggest thing ever. <laughs> That's like all I've ever dreamed of is to hear my own song on the radio and it was happening. And I think um, at that moment, I really, I knew that things were starting to happen. When you heard your, when you first heard your song on the radio, where were you? What did it, what did it feel like? It was okay. So the first time I ever heard my song on the radio, it was actually being played in a station in Louisiana. So I wasn't physically. Oh, okay. So it wasn't in your hometown. It was in Louisiana. No. Okay. No, it was in Louisiana, which was even crazier. To yeah. Me. I tuned in on their website and I got to listen live through that. And so to me, it was like, whoa, I had to keep reminding myself, this is on the radio in yeah. a completely different state right now, which was crazy. Now, the first time I ever heard my song on the radio here was um, my Christmas song, Hey Christmas, this past December. And I was actually um, driving, I was in the Starbucks line <laughs> and I um, my song came on and I was like, what the heck? I started freaking out. Yeah. Like 
I even told the barista, I was like, this is my song. And she, she probably was like, I really don't care, but, um, <laughs> but they're, they're busy. They're busy. That'll be $6, yeah, man. $6, man. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, so, so you hear your song on the radio for the first time in your hometown in a Starbucks line as you're ordering Starbucks. What, yes. What, Faith, what, 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 what are you ordering? What's your Starbucks drink, by the way? Um, so I love to get an iced caramel latte. It's like the best drink ever. Iced caramel latte. So next time you're in LA, we will know what to get you when you're here oh, without asking. So uh, j- just so you know, if you're running to Faith Schuler, iced caramel latte. I actually wrote that down. So Always. that's a story that you have to tell over and over again. That is the coolest. I heard my, fir- I heard my song on the radio for the first time in a Starbucks drive through in yes. your hometown. crazy. I was like freaking out. I didn't know how to react. And I'm like, oh no, I have to pay this lady. And I'm like jamming over <laughs> here to my song. She's probably like, this girl is a nutcase. But um, <laughs> no, I was so excited and I will never, ever forget that feeling. So at, at this point in your career, have you been able to uh, collaborate and or meet other artists in the industry? Absolutely. So I've met so many artists and songwriters. I mean, there are like so many phenomenal songwriters who write these songs that other artists per, you know, perform or they record and sing. But the masterminds behind these songs, I mean, they are just genius, like so good at what they do. Um, So I've gotten to open for Tennille Arts. Um, that was actually something local. And then I have c- become very close with Marcus Hummin. He is out of Nashville and he has written all kinds of just amazing country music. So he wrote Cowboy Take Me Away by the Dixie Chicks, Bless the Broken Road by the Rascal awesome. Flat. Um, and we actually recently wrote a song together, which I'm releasing this year, and I'm so excited to share. Um, but yeah, Marcus is amazing. He's really kind of taken me under his wing. And every time I go to record in Nashville, he'll always drop in the studio with Greg, and um, he'll like even put some guitar on my track that I'm working on, or um, a banjo, or whatever he he thinks the song needs. But he's just been such a great friend and um, partner to work with. So I'm excited to start working with him. And then as well as his son, Levi Hummin, he's doing awesome. He's like killing it in the music industry. And he's um, an independent artist as well. And he's just been doing like so, so well for himself. And I'm really proud of him. And He's really on his way to doing great things. I know a lot of uh, last year, uh, we've been in a pandemic. You got a lot of writing done during then. But uh, uh, do you feel that this this year we can kind of begin to get back to uh, whatever was normal or or get back to at least being busier? Yeah, I pray for that. Yeah. I really, really do. And I believe that if we all work together, we can get there. Right. Um, I know that I'm going to make this year the best year I possibly can with what I can do. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year, it definitely got off to a rough start. And I think by like summertime and after the pandemic has had 
occurred for a few months, I was like, you know, I really just need to use this time and turn something negative into something positive and use this time to just grow and to work on myself so that when 2021 does arrive, I'm going to be ready. And I, I feel pretty ready. I feel like um, I'm, I'm prepared to release more music. I feel like I'm prepared to keep learning. I would love to play live shows. I'm preparing myself for that as well. And I, I think we can all just be hopeful and keep praying. And, but I do believe, I do believe that this year can get better. I want to talk about your merchandise for a quick second. Like we talked, but, but the last time we talked, I know uh, Michelle Zuno pointed it out last time. I'm talking about the, uh, let me see if I can pull the, Yours bracelets. Uh huh. You see? So, oh yeah. Tell me about that because I think that's some. I mean, out of all the merchandise I've seen, some of the coolest <laughs> and most unique uh, 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 piece of merch I've ever seen ever. Oh, thank you. Okay, so I do have to give big creds to Life Token. They are an awesome company, and they have such a great message. They're all about spreading positivity, hope, encouragement. Um, so we actually, I had worked with them a few years past for some, like, Instagram content, and I reached out to them, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I have this great idea. Let's make it happen. So Greg Keys and I, who is a local, local artist here, we had just released a song called ever yours which is super cool funky pop definitely more of his style than my style but i mean it was so much fun to record that song so we released that song and we wanted something really cool for merchandise and we're like we could do a t-shirt but oh that's a little you know that's normal and i was like but we could get more creative with this so i saw that live token was working on these super cool bracelets and we ended up collaborating with them and working on the ever yours bracelet which is basically a spotify code that you can wear on your wrist and it, it looks really cute this thing is so cool oh yeah they're so cool and so we worked on this together and um, now they're available on lifetoken.com. If you go to my website, there's also a link to them. But I mean, they are just awesome. And we've done pretty good. We've done good on sales. And I think people people really like them. We talked about the possibility of touring earlier when I first talked to you. Uh, I heard the CEO of Live Nation said that he expects the concert business to open back up and come back sometime in summer or fall of this year, 2021. Whether or not, however accurate that may be, what are you hoping to do as far as shows or tours or what do you want to do, Faith? I want to do it all. (laughs) I would love to go on a tour, at least like a mini tour, pick a few different states to go visit because um, I do have fans who have been asking me, they're like, when are you coming to my state? Like, I'll come see you. So hopefully at the end of this year, I would love to go on like a mini tour. I've been trying to do virtual tours on, you know, over Zoom and on live videos and Facebook takeovers and all kinds of stuff during the pandemic. But I would love nothing more than to go on like a miniature tour, face jeweler tour where I can sell my merchandise, go meet new people. Like that is my ultimate dream. So hopefully that will be happening sometime at the end of this year, if not next year, for sure. It would be uh, uh, liberating, I think, to, to be able to hear your songs, play loud. You get to feel the bass. You get to feel the energy of the crowd, the adrenaline that rushes in your body before you walk on stage. 
And uh, I, I think it'll be exciting, not just for the artists, but for the fans as well. You know, everybody is just going to appreciate being at a live show. Oh, I think so. I think that's what we all need. And I have noticed this year, especially like even being in studio, because not all the instrumentalists could come into the studio at one time. But I miss having a room full of musicians just pouring their heart out into their instrument. There's no better feeling than being up there and just feeling the mood of the room and getting um, just excited with everyone, excited about music and, and playing music and putting on a show. I really, really miss that. So I would love to do that. What an exciting time, Faith Schuler, And the fact that March On Girl, your song, is officially out now. The music video is out now. You can check it out on YouTube. Um, I know this is the second time we're talking, but the first time I actually get to air our interview. Uh, Faith Schuler, is there anything else that I uh, am missing or forgot to hit or anything else you want to say? So I wanted to thank you because you're awesome. And I'm really happy that I got to talk with you again because you are just such a joy to talk to. <laughs> thank um, you, Faith. I appreciate of it. Of course. Of course. And to everyone who's listening, I'm so excited for this year. Keep marching on. I know it's been a hard year for all of us, but we are going to kill it this year. We are going to do good. And let's just stay positive and uplifting and let's encourage one another. I am so excited to share some new music with y'all soon. And thank you so much for taking your time out of the day to listen. Faith Schuler, it was uh, uh, such a pleasure to talk to you uh, for the first time and even more the second time. I want to thank you for uh, putting up with uh, my, my craziness with Zoom. When you come to LA, we're going to get you uh, your iced caramel latte. Yes. Put that down. Oh, you are so sweet. I look forward to it. And I can't wait to meet you in person one day and come there. And I'll be buying you an iced caramel latte. So Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll have yes. a blast. And we'll have a blast. And then I cannot wait to see you perform live. My goodness, Faith Schuller. That will be... Oh. An exciting day for me. So uh, congratulations on everything. Uh, keep at it. And then uh, I will be talking to you uh, soon with more updates. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. It has been such a pleasure talking with you again. And do not hesitate to reach out. I'm just a phone call away. I told you, Faith Schuller is awesome, isn't she? She's incredible with an incredible voice and an incredible message. Faith Schuler, a big thank you to you. By the way, I just uh, took the time out right now to go to her website, faithshuler.com, and I ordered uh, uh, one of those little bracelets, the Every Yours bracelet. You got you to gotta see what we're talking about. Um, it has like a little uh, Spotify sound wave on it. Here's where I went. I went to, I went to faithshuler.com, and I uh, clicked on the merch, and it's right there, 20 bucks. Can't end this uh, episode without thanking Jeff Golkel. Jeff is the man who made it happen. Two times now. My name is Freddie Rivera, and this is Radio Flyer. You can find Radio Flyer on every platform that plays podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. The list goes on, and FreddieRivera.net. We'll be back next week with more. And to this very day, I still don't know how to end my podcast. Hey.